Welcome to ReachMD. This special edition of the Global Neurology Academy Series is sponsored by Topek Global and supported by Merck KGAA, Darmstadt, Germany. Okay, so my name is Jamas Arcegarriga. I'm a, a clinical neurologist working at the MS Center of Catalonia in Barcelona. I'm Antonio Celli. I'm a, a neurologist uh, working at the University of Genoa, uh, where I do uh, clinical neurology and research in the field of uh, neuroimmunology and multiple and uh, stem cells. Antonio, we were discussing yesterday about the um, the need for coordinated teams, interdisciplinary teams for the best care of uh, patients with uh, MS nowadays. And I think um, at the moment we need to have, not just for the rehabilitation, for the nursing part in patients that may be a bit more disabled with symptoms, but also to manage uh, the complexities of the new therapies we also need. Uh, nurses that are fully engaged in the monitoring of uh, mostly safety issues and risk monitoring schemes and at the same time uh, neuroradiology teams that are also uh, very much involved in, in the appropriate follow-up both for for effectiveness but also for for safety for safety issues I agree how may I think uh, uh, the the new landscape in multiple sclerosis is uh, uh, putting us in front of uh, new challenges, which are extremely exciting on one side, but uh, requires uh, certainly a, a very uh, multifaceted uh, approach uh, involving not only neurologists, as it was the case until uh, a few years ago, but also other professionals that have to uh, take care of uh, all the aspects. And I think this, uh, and I think we can go through it uh, uh, a bit more in details, but uh, uh, as you said, uh, the appropriate, uh, uh, you know, uh, assessment of uh, patients at disease onset in terms of prognosis uh, and uh, the right decision about uh, the therapy, as you said, uh, the assessment and monitoring of uh, uh, tolerability and risks associated to diseases, and of course, uh, uh, also the clinical efficacy of the of the of the drug that uh, is not anymore yet. Uh, something that has to be addressed by the neurologists, by neuroradiologists, and often also other uh, clinicians with the expertise that are complex and certainly cannot be taken care of only by the neurologists. Yes, I think, and also this, this leads us to the, uh, to the discussion that you already started now with the decision on uh, to, to, to find appropriate risk-benefit ratio in, in our patients based on, obviously, you, you desire drug together with the patient based on the prognosis. And there's this controversy between the hit hard and early and a more progressive um, it sort of escalation uh, theory approach. And uh, I imagine that the, the, the best... Uh, a scenario is something in between, but obviously we are uh, sometimes more uh, balanced towards a, um, a conservative approach, escalation approach, and some others more to the heat hard and early. And um, I guess uh, you have some views on this. Well. Um I'm considered quite an aggressive uh, neurologist in terms of uh, treatment. Uh, 
I think that I would like to make a point and I, I see what you think about. I think that now, although we are still talking about first line, second line, third line therapies, but we have now a, an, a, an array of therapies that can be extremely useful depending on the time you use it. Now we have uh, drugs that are effective uh, with uh, almost no safety issues, maybe a little bit of tolerability problems, and we will address it, I guess, later. But on the other side, uh, we have other drugs that are extremely effective. Now, let's make clear something, and I, I think you agree on that. MS is a disease that we need to prevent. Although there are a lot of efforts in trying to uh, induce tissue repair, including stem cells, but at this stage, there's nothing that can make the, the disease and symptoms and disability stepping back. So I think that we need to treat patients as early as possible, as good as possible, in order to prevent the damage that at a certain point will become irreversible. So this is my point. We, I think that there is space for many drugs, still for the injectables, for the new monoclonals, for orals, but still keeping in mind that once a patient has reached a certain disability, an irreversible process, biological process, neurobiological process, which is neuron death, progressive neuron death, has started and it is quite unlikely that we will stop it. So I would say not necessarily hit very hard, but you will certainly look, need to look at the prognostic factors, and we know, and maybe you can touch on that, uh, MRI, uh, that can tell us whether that patient should be treated, uh, uh, you know, in a, in a very effective uh, way, maybe, maybe uh, facing a little bit of a, a risk, but I think that the highest risk is to get to disability over after 20 years of disease, which will not be any more reversible. So final conclusion on this for me is, remember that the highest risk about MS is MS itself. Meaning, as I said, after 20 years, you have about 60, 70% of chances if you are not treated or if you are not treated in an, effect, in an efficacious way to have some level of disability. What do you think? I mean, I can concur in many, many of the things that you say, and absolutely, uh, I think there are, there are two issues here. The first one is the lack of evidence for um, in, in the comparison between drugs, and also the lack of evidence in long-term studies. So it's, it's, it's very difficult to say that one drug is superior to another. We have some head-to-head -head comparisons, but out of the... Uh, many that we could have, we are just restricted to a few. This is one thing, so you are in a situation of lack of evidence. And the other one uh, relates to the fact that, obviously, uh, we, we want to make the most of um, what we know in terms of prediction to be able to try and, and uh, select the appropriate therapy. But sometimes this, um, the, the amount of evidence that we have also for the prediction is low, you know that it's imperfect. So uh, 
in some cases you try you decide to go for the safer drug uh, with the evidence that you have. Another a third issue would be to say, okay, the same way we have been improving our ways of predicting the risk of the disease, and we know that this patient has more risk than the other one, so in theory it deserves, uh, may deserve a more aggressive therapy than this other one, uh, then we also can get further into uh, predicting risks of the therapy. So you know that there's been a lot of work uh, in, in natalizumab, for instance, trying to stratify. But for sure, we need to also to stratify the patients in order to know which patients have more risk for a certain drug and for a certain other. At the moment, we have a few tools to predict the risk from the disease, but even fewer to predict uh, problems arising from, from therapies. And I think uh, when the evidence is, is gathered, then we will be able to provide, a, so probably between being too conservative or being too aggressive at times, uh, we will be approaching a immediate virtus uh, situation. From a scientific point of view, I can't agree more on that. And of course, I think there are uh, personal flavors that uh, as a, professionals we put every day with patients and I can't tell colleagues treating MS patients or other diseases how to do it because uh, this will depend uh, also on uh, how they can uh, face uh, risks, how anxious are about treatments. Although I, I, I want to underline that uh, we should be very much also anxious about something that maybe we will not see in 20 years. It's easier to be anxious about something that can happen tomorrow. But we know that, uh, again, uh, MS leads to severe disability. And not, I'm not talking just about motor disability, but we now know much more about cognitive impairment, which is not uh, addressed very often when you talk to patients because it's something that you prefer not to talk about, but is an issue that should be discussed. However, I said I can, I can agree more on a scientific basis, but I would like to say, and I think you made a point which is very proper about natalizumab. On one side, I would say that uh, definitely we need to get more information, but I think we cannot take uh, too much of a risk of uh, waiting for those information and then realize that uh, if we would have done different, it could have been better. And the case of uh, natalizumab, in, in my opinion, and I know what you think about, is, uh, is uh, quite uh, uh, obvious. This has been a special edition of the Global Neurology Academy series on ReachMD. The preceding program was sponsored by Topek Global and supported by Merck, KGAA, Darmstadt, Germany. If you have missed any part of this program, visit ReachMD.com slash GNA. Thank you for listening.